With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. website for details. Oh my gosh. This is so great. You got the touch. This is Stan Bush, and you're about to transform and roll out here on the Top 100 Transformers Characters Countdown. Oh, come on, Waspinator, cheer up. Welcome to a very special episode of the All Things Transformers brand here at the GeekCast Radio Network. Whether it's TFG1, Unleashing the Beast, or Getting Tapped, we are now in the prime time with the Top 100 Transformers Characters Countdown. I am one of your Cybertronian hosts, TFG1 Mike. Joining me, as always, is that rubber ducky loving Steve Megatron. Yes. From the planet of junk, we have Optimus Solo. I'm here. And sadly, he doesn't talk TV. <laughs> and our very special guest is someone who's been wrecking and ruling Cybertron and Earth for many years now. It is Amy, a.k.a. Lady Wreck. Hello. <laughs> I have nothing snarky to say right now. Steve is supposed to throw in the excellent yes, but... Mike ruined it. Well, I did say wreck and roll, just after he led up to a little bit of it. So, wreck and roll! Woo! <laughs> excellent. Yes. And so we're going to give Amy a little bit of a chance to react to the countdown so far. Because after part three recorded, I sent her the entire list to this point, and she has thoughts. So take it away, Amy. I have thoughts. Yes. Lots of little thoughts. Well, first of all, because I'm going to get this out of the way, because I know my friend Nicole is probably going to listen to this and go, what? And I'm going to have to say what's probably on her mind is, how in the heck did Skylinks beat out Nautica? Like, seriously? (laughs) It was only by six points, so... Someone ranked somebody about 94th, and, and that would have been the difference. No! <laughs> not very not very far off. Yeah, but still, she's like, what? How did Skylinks <laughs> even get on this list? <laughs> <laughs> That's what she, we were kind of thinking. He's not a fan of Skylinks, so I had to say that. Fair enough. Um, I'm wondering what Frenzy did to put him so far, far down on the list, but Rumble is not there with him. <laughs> he probably screamed in somebody's vocal... <laughs> yeah, I would have thought that a lot of people would have ranked them like next to each other. Yeah, or at least within, you know, a couple of each other. But, you know, you know, when you have trouble and his buddy or whatever and his twin brother, you know, they usually run together. PB and J, Frenzy and Rumble. Right. Kind of together. <laughs> okay. Um, I hope McAdam 
is not ignored somewhere on this list. <laughs> oh man, I don't think anybody remembered that character, sadly. <laughs> nope. Somebody oh. hasn't been watching their cyberburst. He was amazing in the yeah, in that. He, he was great in that. Yeah. Especially since like, hey, you put you you put the Quintessons on there, but not Makata? What? <laughs> At least he transformed. True, true. But we never got to see what he transformed into, so oh. darn it. That also brings up my next point is why are the Quintessons Quintesson the, 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 the Quintessons on here, or is it Quintessons? <laughs> I think I think there were some characters that got you know we did mention you know no humans so to speak for the list but I think some people tried to sneak some other stuff in there because we've, gotcha. we've got the Quintessons and uh, there may be I don't know if there's another yeah. one in there that might not count but we'll have to wait and see yeah somehow he got on that list and I was like well it's more of a race than just a specific person right <laughs> and I mean in that case like where's the Kremzik or the Scraplets <laughs> yeah. Because I thought about putting those guys on there, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, they didn't put the hate plague. They didn't put, you know, the Sharktacons. <laughs> I voted. I think I voted for the Sharktacons somewhere. Ninety nine. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. he's in there somewhere. <laughs> it's, okay. It's... Well, you got the Beast Wars characters, but where's the Rescue Bots? That's true. Rescue bots are, are so far being shut out. Um, also, just to give a, a couple notes before we go too much further, I have a, I have the running total so far as to where we're at through that first 50 with a few of the categories that we've been looking at throughout this uh, th- thing. So, so far for Beast Wars, Steve, we've, re- we've revealed six um, Beast Wars characters on the bottom half. Um, females, we've had five. So one more Beast Wars character than female characters. As far as the good versus bad battle, so far the good guys are leading 29 to 21. Oh. So just there. Um, Autobot cars, we've only seen three, which is the exact same number of combiners. Um, the actual combined form the and the Dinobots are all threes. So they're so far leading the charge ahead of the cassettes, which we've seen two of. The Insecticons, we've seen two. The Headmasters, we've seen two. We've seen two base kind of characters. And only one Pretender and only one Seeker in the bottom 50. Mike, any thoughts about any of that stuff? It's going to be an interesting list. It may have taken us 12 years to get to this countdown, but I think we're going to make people a lot happier in these final parts of the revealing. And I think... That we won't be as clickbaity as other websites are with their stuff. The other category I forgot was mini vehicles. We've seen five in the bottom hmm. 50. Uh, Lady Rec, any other surprises or reactions to any of that stuff that we just went over? Um, I'm sure that if I sat here and looked at it long enough, I'd be like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Uh, but that's that. Those are those are my big ones, actually. So, All right, Steve. Any reactions to that? Uh, what are you feeling with six Beast Wars characters revealed so far? No. <laughs> Every time we get to a Beast Wars character, I'm afraid to reveal it because I don't know how Steve's going to react. <laughs> I can already tell you his reactions from knowing the guy so so long as we've known him. It's like, what the right, frag? Right, but, right, but I feel like it goes. There isn't a day that goes by that I don't watch an episode. <laughs> yes, we know. But I feel like some of the times he's going to be happy that there's, they made the countdown, and other times he's just going to be mad that they're not higher. So I never know which way we're going to go. It's both. But, it's both. But, I mean, it, we can only... Higher. 
Yeah, we can only do two. We can only do so much to please Megatron. So, yes. Nobody wants to please Megatron. Everybody wants to defy him. No one defies Megatron and lives. Thank you for that, Megatron. And today we give you the fourth installment of the Top 100 Transformers Characters Countdown. Remember, no human germs. Well, today we will be revealing who came in at the numbers 50 through 26 rankings. Wow. Cool. It is very cool. So, Optimus Solo, what do we have to look forward to today? Well, today we are looking strictly at characters that got over 1,000 points, which would be the equivalent of being ranked number one on one-third of the submitted list. Impressive. So at this point, these characters really need to have some universal appeal. Easier said than done. It definitely is. But before we get to today's reveals, quick question for you, Mike. Last question about looking back at what's been revealed so far. Who were you most surprised that did not make the top 50 that's already been revealed? Say no more. Request lines are open. My buddy, my boy, my radio DJ, it has to be Blaster. Because Blaster, say what you will about him. Say what you will about wherever he's appeared. What he was able to do and what little episodes he was in in the original G1 cartoon plus the movie. Just... He deserves to be a little higher than what he actually is. You do know that was crazy. Yeah, Rat Trap, you agree with Mike? You think he shouldn't have been revealed yet either? I don't think so! And I really don't think so! Well, I'm sure you guys are not alone with disagreeing with some that have already been revealed, but instead of dwelling on who didn't make the top 50, today we get to reveal who did make the top 50. Well... Since you're the one who knows the way, go ahead. Lead on. You are correct. I am the only one who knows who is about to be revealed. So give us a scoop. Okay, okay. Let's get into it. An excellent idea. Oh, wow, Spinators, so time for number 50. <laughs> All right, starting out today with our number 50, as you just heard, we're starting off with an Autobot car, our fourth of the countdown. We already talked about Sunstreaker on the other side of the 50 mark, and now we get his friend Sideswipe. So Sideswipe is our number 50 pick. When we're done with them, they're going to wish they'd never been assembled. Ranged anywhere from being ranked 5th overall to being ranked 94th overall. So ran the gamut. I think the most frequent spot that he was was either in the 70s or the 50s. Mike, what do you think about Sideswipe being here at number 50? Sideswipe is another one of those characters voiced, at least in the original G1 cartoon, voiced by Michael Bell, that I felt like he needed more in G1. I think most people remember him for giving his rocket pack to Optimus Prime, which is kind of sad, that and Jet Judo with him and Sunstreaker. But Sideswipe has gone on to do so many other things. His IDW run is such a sad, sad story. I always preferred Sideswipe over Sunstreaker. I think we talked about that a little bit in the Mm -hmm. last episode, so I'm happy with him outscoring Sunstreaker slightly. Um, I was just a little bit bigger of a fan of his toy as well as his cartoon form. Um, Steve, what do you think about Sideswipe making the top 50? Oh, I'm I'm pretty happy about it, considering he was in my top 50. So. He he was my favorite out of the two the two uh, twins there of, of Sunstreaker and Sideswipe, but I also liked him uh, from the uh, Generation Two comic, uh, and uh, just 
in the original Transformers. So, uh, not to mention, I think he was the only Autobot that I owned that was an alternator. Okay. Alternators, man, that's a whole can of worms right there. Yeah, it is. Talking about needing a, a whole afternoon and a, it's like the, like a, you need the biggest set of directions to get that right. Like, if people can do the alternators without looking at directions, hats off to you. <laughs> I feel like they're the most complicated Transformers to ever existed. That's, That's why I only I, had one. <laughs> yeah, I stopped after I got the fourth one. I'm like, I can't keep doing this. But they look I never cool. Heard any of them. They look cool. Lady Rack, what do you think about Sideswipe? I think it's a great, great place to put them. Yeah. It, yeah. it seems seems earned. I don't remember where I put him in my list. I think yeah, he's like, a little further down. Actually, I think he ended up. I'm looking at my list real quick, real quick. Oh, I put him at number 58 where Sunstreaker is. <laughs> oh, nice. That's pretty close. That's crazy. Really close. I had him at yeah. 57. I had him at 57 <laughs> and I had and, and Sideswipe at uh, I had Sideswipe at 57 and Sunstreaker at 58. I had side, Sideswipe a little bit lower. I had him at 66, but the majority of people, like I said, we have a 47, 53, 54, 54, 56, 56, 57, 58. So a lot of people had him around this uh, spark. So I don't think there are going to be too many people that are upset at side, Sideswipe coming in at number 50. Um, we'll be interested to see how many more Autobot cars we have coming in this section of the countdown today. But let's see where we go with our next selection. Let's hear Mighty Galvatron from number 49. All right, time for our final tie of the countdown. We had uh, a few in those first couple episodes. This is the last of them, so we'll go with the the person that lost out in the tiebreaker. They both had 1,065 points. They were both on 17 list, which is the... There's only one person on less list today. Um, 16 would be the lowest. So they're both on 17 lists, which gives them an average of 37.4. But one of them was as highly ranked as four, and the other was as highly ranked as two. So that's what's going to settle the tie. So we're going to go with a character known by the name of, and I'm hoping you guys can help me on this one because I am not super versed on this one. We're talking about a character named Overlord. I'm really sorry I had to do that, your mistress I don't need your permission to go anywhere. I'm overlord. <sighs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, first. oh, no, 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 no. This he was is in all... Combiner Wars. Yeah, he was in Combiner Wars, but this is all Amy because this is all... Com- oh, God. He comes in at 49. Oh, my. Take it away, Amy. Yay. <laughs> So, the baddie gets it in the first top 50. That's pretty awesome. I love that. <laughs> well, you're a fan? I am a fan of Overlord, especially after, you know, Wreckers. <laughs> yeah, he... Uh, that's all I know about him. I, I didn't see him in anything else, so I have no context for anything beyond Wreckers. <laughs> he was the brilliantly awesome bad guy with the really cool lips. <laughs> He also appeared in the Super God Master Force cartoon, apparently. Um, nice. And I'm trying to see where else he was at. Uh, Victory cartoon, the Zone cartoon, so a lot of the Japanese um, stuff that he appeared in, which is why I'm not super versed in him, because I've yet to go through those, but it's on my to-do list. And then, obviously, a lot of the IDW stuff. Mike, other comments on Overlord? I just remember him being this badass, sadistic, villain like he in in the idw continuity the 2005 continuity he put almost every other decepticon or any other villain outside of unicron to shame 
it has he been well, as far as his forms go? Has he? Because I know at one point, I guess this would be like the G one. Was he kind of like a base in G one, or was he more of a vehicle? He, oh God, I can't remember. see the the thing with the IDW continuity is that he always changed. I think didn't he, Amy? Didn't he? He was a Phase Sixer, is what. That's right. Okay, he was gotcha. a Phase Sixer. At least he so he, like six shot against six shot and yep. What was it? Gotcha. Oh crap! I can't. And he's a power guys. master. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Steve, any any thoughts on Overlord? Uh, while I like him, I didn't personally list him, but that's because I just don't have the appreciation, I guess, that everyone else does. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit I was ignorant of his existence, so he did not make my list because I just I didn't know he was a thing. So, but a lot of people ranked I, him seventeen. I love that. Uh, I love on the TF wiki and his main, his, his top image in the article for the master force version. Check out those killer abs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So overlord takes the 49th spot. We'll see what we have next. Oh no. Rhinox. Maximize. Roar. It's time for number 48. All right, time for Steve's first reaction of the day. Oh, winning, no. winning the tiebreaker against Overlord, also on 17 lists, etc. We're going into the world of the Beast Wars for a maximal here at number 48. He was as highly ranked as number 2 on Benson Yee's list, as lowly ranked as 95th. Um, three people had him ranked 15th. Um, so that was the most common ranking spot. And one person had him 16th. Steve, we're talking about Rhinox. What do you think about Rhinox being at 48? I, uh, I come in peace. You're about to leave in pieces. No need for violence, Rhinox. I merely wish to talk. Go ahead. It's a free planet. I'm busy. Ah, stubborn maximal fool. He'll soon regret this impertinence. Uh, I'm I'm glad he hit the top 50, at least, mm-hmm. uh, because he is pretty well-renowned in various continuities. Um, he's also pretty much the brain and the brawn of, of the Beast Wars. Uh, had a lot of great lines, a lot of great... Uh, weapons his chain guns of doom uh <laughs> but he also got to play the part of predacon a little bit early which is foreshadowing him in beast machines but nonetheless he's a very cool uh character uh he has his dark side but he also has uh the side that just loves to smell the roses and i know mike's favorite part is when he uh <laughs> what's wrong Wild bean vines. Hard to digest. Do not turn your back on me, Maximal Scum. No, not that. The the the, the wrecking uh, bean launcher and uh, from the uh, the the virus 
you always go down the low road. That that's yeah. all that needs to be said. You always go down the low road because that is just a hilarious episode. But they've used him in, in Legends. They've used him in various IDW stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. They've used him, you know, in in timelines and. Uh, he's doing really good in the in the new comic in the new oh, Beast yeah, totally. Wars comic with uh, with Eric Burnham and Josh Bircher well, and, and he's also been in the uh, Robots in Disguise mm-hmm. season or series. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's a lot of a lot of traffic. I feel like his character is a lot uh, similar to like a bulkhead um, in animated or prime, um, especially in prime, like kind of takes over that, that brawn role. Um, I I'm with you, Steve. I'm happy that he's in the top 50. I actually would have had him in the next episode. Um, I had him, I had him ranked 23rd. So I had him just creeping into that next episode. Um, and I was not alone. Like I said, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people that would have had him in the final episode. Whereas about um, one, two, three, four, five would have had him today. So I feel happy that he's in the top 50. I don't, I'm interested to see how you guys react to the order that the Beast Wars characters fall. Um, because obviously Rhinox is one of the main Maximals and, and, you know, probably a favorite of a lot of people, but we'll see how it, how he kind of lines up with the rest of them. Mike, what do you think? I think he's, yes, he kind of serves the purpose of, as you said, the bulkhead type, but with one exception, it's Rhinox. It, yeah, he he has a lot. He's a lot wiser than Bulkhead is, and but Bulkhead is wise enough to know he's not that wise. <laughs> you know what I just thought? <laughs> that it's going to be. I'm going to have to be very careful for the rest of the countdown not to say anything about Kingdom. <laughs> oh yeah, no, sh- can't say anything. Cannot so, say anything. So I was just about to, and I'm like, oh, can't do it. Even, Even though, though this will come out re- afterwards. Oh yeah, wait. Th- 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 this is like mm, well, maybe I can. The end of August. You can, well, but no, it depends on the panel. I'm just gonna <laughs> oh, say yeah, can. Okay. I'm just the only one that hasn't seen it, so <laughs> no problem. I won't. I won't spoil anything. <laughs> but uh, what do you? Next episode, right? There we go. Uh, what do you think of Rhinox being here, lady? I'm completely cool with that. Um, I didn't give enough love to the Beast Wars characters. Sorry. Oh, Steve's gonna be after you. <laughs> But he probably didn't I give know. as much love to the Wreckers, so... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that he didn't. So mine was, of course, Wrecker-centric I in guess. a big way. So I expect it. <laughs> but that's why... That's, <laughs> that's what was Only nice cup. about... That's what was nice about having as many people participate as we did is because a lot of different parts of the fandom and different parts of the franchise got to have their supporters and got to have, you know, representation. You know, when you have a, if we would have only had say 10 people uh, participate, then everything gets skewed a lot more when we are, we're up to 33 list. It helps balance that out. So everybody can have their favorites and it kind of all works out well. Um, But we're seeing. I went back and forth quite a bit going, okay, should I really just go full all wrecker on this or. (laughs) We did have some people that, uh, (laughs) we did have some people that had some interesting lists when you look over them, but we'll get to that later. But Mike, uh, one thing that we've learned after doing however many top 100 lists we've done now, I keep forgetting the number, but this um, is, I think the seventh one. Okay. What we usually find is in the previous two episodes, the bottom 50, that's where somebody can really just have a, a favorite character or there's a few, like just really pulling for somebody that they can sneak them Mm -hmm. into the countdown once you get to the top 50 it's pretty hard to sneak someone in you have to have that universal appeal where you're showing up on you know every list almost all the lists or half the list are getting ranked you know a lot of people ranking you high so it's hard to hard for anybody to get to this point without some appeal 
Right, and specifically to Transformers, because even though we weren't really going by generation, because as we've said in the other episodes, we would have Soundwave from this generation, Soundwave from that generation, blah, 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 blah. There are specific versions, because they are so very different in their characterization, that I tried my best to get certain ones in, and I know how the point system works. Where ah, so you're trying to play the system? I see. No, no, no. Well, I don't know. I mean, th- there was 33. Pe- there was 32 other people that that submitted lists. So I don't know. But like in making my list, and I'll say this now, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I have IDW Rodimus at number one, and I have IDW Megatron at number three. So because I don't know how many other people are going to vote for those ki- those versions of those characters, and. I just like what they did with those two in IDW. All right. We'll have to see what happens with those, but we've mm-hmm. had one up Steve's alley. Let's, let's see what happens today. Are we going to have more beast wars characters or, or more wreckers? We'll see what comes next. Let's hear it for number 47. All right. Number 47. Steve, it was your turn last turn. Now it's Amy's turn. Um, we are going to a character here at 47. A wrecker goes by the name of Whirl. Whirl, move! I'm fine! I'm not fine! Oh, no! <laughs> World was on the 18 list, so one more list than Rhinox and Overlord. Uh, average ranking of 40.2, but he comes in here at 47. Let me look at the, the way that people ranked him, though. Um, obviously, Lady Wreck and um, Sam both had uh, World up at the number three spot, but we had one, two, three, four, five people that had him in the top 12. And then another three people that would have had him in next episode. And then, you know, about three or four people that would have had him today. And then a few people had him in the 60s, 70s, and 90s. So we will start with Lady Wreck. What do you think of your number three pick falling here at 47? Your alter ego. It's a little low, but at the same time, I'm super psyched. (laughs) I like it. Yes, I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> so why why whirl out of the world of the records? What what do you think makes him yeah. deserving? Deserving, deserving. Well, he hasn't just been in records. He's also right. been on, let's see, he was in Cyberverse and he was also in the iteration after of Rescue Bots, the Rescue mm-hmm. Bots Academy, apparently. I think I haven't yep. seen a lot of it, so um, yeah, he's kind of been out there a bit in the last five years. So I'd say, yeah, he's kind of gotten into everybody's brain pan, and it's great to see him on the top 50. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's one of those characters that was uh, kind of an unsung character or like a almost a forgotten character in G1 that has since become so much more um, and so much more appreciated, so much more loved out there. There's been a few of those that have kind of grown as the time has passed. So I would put him in that He falls in that big, big Yeah, 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 and and the difference is is where he falls and where he is really shining. And again, by the end of this, I will find a way to get you to read the 2005 IDW continuity. Because the 2005 IDW continuity does an excellent job with Whirl. And the fact that Whirl, the, the reason why I said Whirl is Amy's alter ego is because she loves the character. And Nicole loves Cyclonus. Well, in IDW 2005, Whirl and Cyclonus 
hate each other. Gotcha. Which that that's not anything true to what Amy and Nicole are best friends in real life kind of thing. But it's like, huh? Great. They hate like, each other, but they learn to love each other. Yeah, little. they grow to night like each other to a point where like Cyclonus is is having a bad time, and mm-hmm. Whirl is giving him like you know. He's giving him all the shit. <laughs> TF Wiki not, not, is not just giving him the shit. He's actually giving him support. <laughs> I'm like, true. oh my gosh. TF Wiki cracks me up because if you're on the disambiguation uh, pages mm-hmm. where it lists like it gives you like the full list of worlds, and then I've, I haven't noticed it even though I've used this website for every character that we've talked about so far. At the bottom, there's the thing that says "not to be confused with." It's mm-hmm. cracking me up. It says "not to be confused with Twirl." And then it says not to be confused with Springer, Sandstorm, Rotorstorm. I'm like, who's confusing World for Sandstorm? Yeah, well, I mean, kidding. they're all uh, they're all helicopters, so Come that's on, no, nobody's making that. <laughs> that's silly. All right, Steve, last word on World. Uh, I don't know much about him other than the RescueBot Academy, and that's just briefly introduced or introduced to him. So I don't know much about him. Fair enough. All right, let's see which world we go to next. Numbers good! It's time for 46! Alright, we've had a few characters that have been mostly known for their time in Transformers Prime. I'm thinking back to Arachnid um, that we talked about. I'm trying to think if there was another one that we had that was mostly Bulkhead. Prime. Bulkhead. Um, and we've also had probably a couple characters so far that have been significantly both good and bad and i feel like this character kind of falls in there as well we are going to a character named knockout for our 46th who obviously was in prime as well as in a lot of stuff um i guess you could say that he was in revenge of the fallen mike no i cannot say that (laughs) i will never say that he is only in prime he is only voiced by darren norris uh yeah no all right, what do you think of Knockout then? I I'll let him say it right here. This is going to be juicy. That's right. It's going to be juicy cuz I know a lot of people that love this character and the cool thing about Knockout and Prime is as we've known over the last almost 40 years, the Decepticons are mostly planes or trains or tanks or guns or cassette decks or CD players, or keytars. Knockout is in a class of his own, along with, like, the Stunticons, where an actual Decepticon car, holy crap. I will say this about Knockout. Knockout is basically the Decepticon version of G1 Sunstreaker, but he's better at the gloating and the worrying about his paint and everything else. Yeah, Knockout holds one honor for today, which is being on the least amount of lists. Uh, He's only on 16 lists, but I bring that up to say that that means he was ranked pretty high. His average ranking is actually 31.3, which is one of the highest uh, for today. 16 lists, and if you think about it, only four of the people out of those 16 would have had him revealed in one of the previous two episodes. So that means 12 people would have had him either in this episode or the next. Um, including seven that would have had him in the top 25. So a lot of love for Knockout. He didn't get ranked by a ton of people, but those that ranked him ranked him high. Steve, what do you think about Knockout coming in here in the top 50? Oh, not going to lie, I forgot about him, but he is one of the better Decepticons on Prime uh, anyway. He kind of reminds me of, of uh, Sideswipe anyway. 
He's been all over the place, too, because he's listed as a Decepticon from G1, and he's listed as a Decepticon from Prime, from Battlemasters, and from Animated, and then he's listed as an Autobot in Return of the Convoy, Revenge of the Fallen, Speed Stars. I, I don't know what half of that stuff is that I just said, but he's listed about <laughs> half the time as an Autobot and half the time as a Decepticon. His character's been around since the, since the early 90s, and he's right. just changed identity pretty frequently. Lady Rec, what do you think of Knockout? I, was he in the movie first? I don't even remember seeing him in the movie first. It says yeah. um, an automobile motorcycle. So yeah. It was in the background. Oh, okay, a motorcycle. That's right. He was a completely <laughs> different thing in that. All right. Thank you for refreshing my memory on no that. Problem. But the only knockout that I would have been put on my list would be the Transformers Prime knockout. Absolutely. Who is awesome. Fantastic. I'm glad that he made the top 50. <laughs> oh, I right. forgot. They put him right. in IDW, too, because yeah, he's, yep. he's, he's oh, yeah. from Velocitron. Yep. Yeah, that is awesome. And he played a really good role in that, too. So we just got to see only momentarily got to see him then. Yeah. Not too much, but it was still good to see him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's it for Knockout. Let's see who we have coming in next. Yeah, we're still our Terrorize! It's time for number 45. That's right. It's time to go to another Autobot car. So we already had Sideswipe today, and now we have Hound. So Hound comes in here at 45th um, on 20 lists. So a jump. Everybody today, um, except for Sideswipe, we're talking about 17, 18, 16 lists. Hound jumps up to 20 lists. Just turn me loose, Prime. I'll sniff them out. Got your fortune cooking. Um, As highly ranked as 5th and as low as 96. So all over the map. A lot of people had him in the 40s. Um, and that's where he comes in at 45. Mike, what do you think of Hound coming in next? Hound is interesting because, as I, I think I've said in a couple of the other countdown episodes, that first season of 16 episodes of the Generation 1 cartoon, everyone always assumes that it was always Spike and Bumblebee. Wasn't ever really the case. It was eventually once season 2 happened, but in season 1... Spike Witwicky and Sparkplug and all of them were always in other bots. It didn't matter, you know, whoever, whatever. And the one episode I remember the most is when they first land and Hound is taking Spike and he's teaching him about the Dinobots and the dinosaurs and this, that, and the other thing and everything else. And I think having him here is really great. I really dig Hound. I wish Hound was used a little more. I do. Th- I'll give the movie verse one cool thing with Hound. He had a cigar, and he was voiced by John Goodman. Oh, that's true. Uh, Pia had him ranked uh, fifth. He was the highest ranker. I find it interesting, though. I, f- I feel like what this shows us about the countdown is just how many good characters there have been in Transformers. That we have a character like Hound, who's been around for so long, who seems like you know just an iconic Transformers character, and we're seeing him here at forty-five. Um, like that just shows how many good characters there are still to come. And if you look at it, he was ranked by 20 people. 10 of those 20 would have had him in today's episode. So I feel like we're in agreement with where he should go as far as those who ranked him. Steve, what do you think? Uh, I'm, I'm really happy for him to be here. He was one of, uh, my favorite G1 characters, actually. Um, just kind of interesting, kind of, kind of, I mean, he, he kind of enjoyed what he was around despite the fact of the situation. So it was, in a sense, kind of like how Rhinox is is that way. Um, but he's not afraid to get his hands dirty, and, and so that, that was nice, too. So 
I, I just, I, I liked the appeal of him. I liked uh, his characteristics and his uh, voice in the original series. Absolutely. Lady Rec, last words on Hound. Love the character. I didn't vote him this far up, I think. I don't remember. I have to look and see. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, he's great. I think it's a good spot for him. Well earned. All right. So we're going to have to see what's next. And actually what's next is going to be coming something that we have not seen since the first episode. So let's see what that is. Starscream here. It's time for number 44. If only it were Megatron. All right. So in the first episode where we revealed 100 through 76, we had two cassettes. We went all of last episode without having any. So let's rectify that with getting another cassette right here. And we are talking about one of Soundwave's cassettes, and that would be Laserbeak. Laserbeak, all the way up here at number 44. But nobody had him higher ranked than 15. Laserbeak, you tinfoil turkey. So it was just a massive amount of people that had him in that middle ground. So a lot of 30s and 40s and 50s for Laserbeak. Mike, we had obviously Frenzy at 99, and we had Ratbat at 80, and then nothing now until we get to 44 with Laserbeak. What do you think? I had him at 21, and I thought 21 was good enough to get him a little higher than this. If you think about it, Laserbeak and to a slightly lesser extent, Buzzsaw were the two main cassettes that Soundwave had in the beginning. And then obviously Rumble, Frenzy and all of that, you know, Ravage. Ravage obviously is another main one. Um, but wow, I was not I was expecting Laserbeak to show up in the top 25. I was opposite of you. You had him 21. I had him 84th. Really? Yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, for, me, <laughs> for me, for that... me, the cassettes don't rank as high f- uh, for me as maybe they do for others. I had one ranked higher than this, I believe, um, maybe two, and it wasn't this one. So I, I had two other characters ranked a little bit higher than this one, but I don't know. Laserbeak just—it's hard for me with characters like Laserbeak because. I like so much more when I get to, you know, the the dialogue and the, the character personality that comes out when you have somebody that has dialogue. And obviously Laserbeak doesn't right. get that for most of it. So for me, it knocks him down a little bit, I guess, whether that's fair or not. Um, I just like, I mean, uh, go ahead. I don't know. I, 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 I kind of agree with you, but I also agree with that Soundwave is, is essentially the voice. Like he gives the instructions and they carry it out. Right. I mean that that kind of thing. Also, <laughs> spoiler not spoiler, that laser beak air razor chase was amazing. I don't care who you are. Once you see it, you'll see that was cool. Um. All right. Um. So, Steve, what do you think about laser beak? So far, that means three cassettes for Soundwave, zero for Blaster. Uh, well, to be fair, Blaster didn't really have very memorable cassettes. They weren't seen yes, very did. often. I agree with Steve. They were not, because the fact that you can't really remember them outside of the movie, and they all were pretty much carbon copies, and sound waves pop out like pretty much every episode. Um, and they're almost always Laserbeak and Ravage or Frenzy and, and Rumble. So 
Uh, Laserbeak has traversed various series between Generation 1, Armada, Cybertron, Animated, um, Aligned, uh, the movies, and then, of course, Cyberverse. Uh, but honestly, I just, I, I really feel like his character, uh, yeah, there's not much there. Uh, but he's definitely memorable uh, and has led to multiple issues in the, the original animated series of just because he spied on the Autobots and somehow managed to get past their security system, which seems oddly convenient. Uh, but he's definitely one of those ones that, despite not really saying anything or you know just being a drone, more or less, um, you, you remember his name. Yeah. Lady Rec, are you surprised that so far the order has been Frenzy, then Ratbat, and then Laserbeak, or what do you think? No, I think this is well-deserved. I'm with Steve. I agree. Laserbeak has, he has spanned, not only, you, you forgot to put the move, or the games. He's been in the games, too. That's yeah. true. So, like, he has literally been there all over the place, so I, I'm actually surprised that he didn't get higher, although I did rank him at 50. All right. Almost, I, I, almost nailed it on the still, head though, yeah. yeah. I ranked him at 46, so. Oh, that was real close. Missed it by that much. All right, so I'm interested to see the reaction of the next one, then. So, you want to rubble with rubble, eh? So we get Laserbeak one cassette at 44. How about another cassette at 43? We're going to go with Rumble at 43. First we crack the shell. Almost identical. Um, Rumble was on three more lists, so Laserbeak actually had a higher average ranking, but since Rumble was on three more lists, that gets him a little bit more points. Um, again, nobody had him higher ranked than 18, so 15 was the highest for Laserbeak, 18 was the highest for Rumble, just on enough lists to get him into this spot. So that means now we go Frenzy, Ratbat, Laserbeak, Rumble. Steve, I'll let you go first on this one. I I like Rumble. I, I, I mean, I don't really know what else to say about him other than hmm. the fact that... He's one of Soundwave's other memorable cassettes, but pretty much he's only been in G1 and the Aligned, and he he was in the games too. Um, and yeah, he was in Revenge of the Fallen technically and um, uh, various other places, Cybertron. Uh, but yeah, I mean, his pretty his most memorable part is in Generation 1, and yeah. that's him smashing stuff up as he does so well. <laughs> Absolutely. I had him, I believe, as my highest uh, cassette. I had him ranked 33, so that would have been 10 spots higher than where he falls here at 43. But I'm happy that he's in the top 50. I think he for sure is one of the few cassettes that's worthy of that. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I think he's definitely worthy of it. He had the most talking points in G1. He did some interesting background vocals for the games. Um, I find it hilarious that he was one of the Deceptahogs in Angry Birds Transformers. That's just silly. <laughs> Absolutely. Lady Rack, are you surprised that we have 56 spots separating Rumble and Frenzy? Yes, very. It's like, <laughs> what did Frenzy do? <laughs> From 99 to 43rd. Seriously, like, I, I'm... I think I've seen more frenzy in the last, you know, decade than I have of Rumble, but whatever. <laughs> like Rumble, I guess, just just, you know, he rumbled into your hearts and stole it, right? <laughs> right. All right. Well, let's go from these tiny little cassette characters to a character that's slightly bigger. 
<laughs> Dear boy, it's time for number 42. Now give me that matrix! Alright, up next at 42, we have another base coming in here. We've already had a few of those. We didn't get any in the first episode, and then last episode we had Trypticon and Metroplex. And now, if you want to consider Overlord kind of one, and then we also get this one, which is Fortress Maximus at 42. Decepticons, prepare to face Fortress Maximus. So Fortress Maximus got all the way up to third on Benson Yee's list, um, was on 21 lists. I was always more of a Metroplex fan, but apparently others seem to be siding with Fortress Maximus. Steve, what do you think? I can see that a little bit. I, I like Metroplex more, uh, but I can see people definitely siding with Fortress Maximus just because uh, he was in the Headmasters portion. Uh, Cerebros and, and Spike being part of that. Uh, he did come into play in the um, Generation 2 comic, albeit briefly. Uh, and, and then he's, he's been all over the place. I mean, he, he was temporary Autobot leader when prime was out of commission in the Marvel G one comics back in the day too. So, oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, Mike, how do you feel about the bases so far with Trypticon and Metroplex already? And now we get uh, Fortress Maximus. I think it's good. I think it's interesting. Sadly, at least if you only go by the U S continuity, he didn't really have too much, other than Rebirth, but he did have a good run in IDW. Yeah, absolutely. Lady Rec, Fortress Maximus fan or not? I am totally a fan, and that is exactly where I ranked him, is at number 42. Oh, nice. <laughs> Always fun when you get one right on the spot Yeah, there. I was going to say, cool, surprise! <laughs> Fort Max is my man! I <laughs> love that we went from Laser Beacon Rumble to Fortress Maximus. Just <laughs> <laughs> step but. on them. Just <laughs> step right. on them. <laughs> All right, let's see what size character we go to next. I believe it's time for number 41. We are on a G1 run, guys. So we've had uh, Hound, Laserbeak, Rumble, Fortress Maximus, and we're going to stay there for this one. Let's go with a character known by the name of Perceptor. Perceptor, can you locate a place to set down for repairs? Gamma waves in this sector of space create marginal navigation probabilities. However, <clears throat> Yes, I believe I can. The planet of junk is in this vicinity. Then let's go for it. At 41. On 22 lists, average ranking of 45, he comes in here at 41. Mike, what do you think of Perceptor? I always hated the toy. I don't know why I always hated the toy, but I love the character in the cartoon and the other places that he's shown up. I've always thought he was really cool. I love Paul Eiding's voice for him. Uh, being in the, in the, uh, in the IDW continuity, they did some interesting things with Perceptor. <laughs> they the, gave him good. What the, the version of him I've not, I had, don't remember him from Unicorn trilogy. Cause I've only seen a few episodes of that, but that <laughs> It's a bizarre-looking Perceptor um, mm -hmm. compared to the rest of them, which all look similar in different ways, I guess. But yeah, it's a crazy version. Yeah, that, that cannot... Oh, oh, Unicron Trilogy. He's a Stop. combiner. He's a Minicon combiner. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's what he is. Yeah, they went a completely different direction with him in Unicron Trilogy. Um, but he's also been in Animated. He's obviously been in Cyberverse, um, Rescue Bots Academy... Um, primed. He showed up in Prime, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, this is no. this is 
it says technically. I mean, it, maybe he did. Yeah. Maybe in some of the like the graphic, like yeah, the, it's the aligned continuity. Gotcha. Yeah, that's why. All right. Yeah. Um, anyone else thoughts on Perceptor? Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I, I don't. I don't have a problem with him. He's he's a I unique have, yeah. bot and kind of a scientist, and uh, he declares Prime dead more than once. Um, <laughs> uh, I say that oh. because I think it's like victory. Prime okay. comes back at some point, and it's Perceptor and Wheeljack declaring him that he's going to die again. Um, and they repurpose his body uh, for parts for a new Autobot that's stronger, more of a lion. Uh, Leo Convoy, I think it is, or Lyo Convoy. And uh, Wheeljack's like, no, we can we can experiment and make it happen. Perceptor's like, no, we can't. <laughs> so the yeah, funny they, thing live, about- they live a long life. The funny thing about the IDW continuity with Perceptor is IDW Transformers drinking game. Take a sip for every panel of Perceptor shooting things while looking badass. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a good spot for Perceptor. I think right around that halfway mark is a pretty good spot. I had him a little lower. I had him in the 70s, but um, I I think this is fitting for Perceptor. I had him in the 60s. Yeah, I had him higher because he was the the highest momentarily. Yeah, you were the highest for Perceptor, but... Uh, a lot of love. I think, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight people actually would have had him in the next episode. So a lot of love for Perceptor. Let's see which character we go to next. We're getting into our top 40. And now a nice and nifty musical selection for easy listening. <laughs> Hold on to your dancing shoes and go, man, go. It's time for number 40. So you wonder who's here? Who's here? Bet you don't know I'm who I'm thinking of. Bet you, bet you, bet you. What about me, Magnus? What about me? Ma, ma, ma. I can help. I want to help. What about me? Blur, you can help me alert the others. Absolutely, positively, definitely. Nobody can get the job done faster than I can. Nobody, nobody, nobody. All right. Stay with G1 here. Although this character has appeared, obviously, in some other stuff since then, we're going with the one, the only, Blur, here at number 40. So been in Cyberverse, been in Animated, been in Armada, obviously G1, um, the Align Continuity, Blur at number 40. Let's let the guests go first on this one. Lady Rec, what do you think of Blur? I like Blur. There's so many characters that I like that you can't get them all at the same one, but like, yeah, yeah Blur's good. He's had some really good um, character stuff in the last um, the last five years or whatnot. And um, yeah, good place for him. I don't remember where I put him. I'm kind of skimming through it real quick, and I keep on not seeing him. I had him at 47, so I only missed this one by seven spots. I forgot to mention this. Fortress Maximus, um, I did not have Fortress Maximus ranked. But starting with Perceptor at 41, I have every other character. The rest of the countdown, except for one, showed up in my top 100. So... I'm oh, starting I think to get I didn't to, have him on my list, unfortunately. Ah! Starting to get into familiar territory. Um, I love the character, yeah. Good. Um, Blur, I think Blur's a lot of fun. Um, and he's been a lot of fun in different ways throughout different uh, series. I think they've been creative with him. I think they've done some some cool things with him, regardless of, of which series it is. Um, he's one of those that's had some legs, I guess, uh, throughout the years. Steve, what do you think of Blur? Uh, I really like Blur, uh, especially when John Moshita... Uh, hmm is voicing him. Uh, he, he got to play not only the part in the original, uh, movie and the season three, but he got to play him again in animated. And then, uh, even though it wasn't voiced by him in Cyberverse and, and everything, uh, I did enjoy that character as well because, uh, he was, you know, friends with Bumblebee and, and hot rod and, 
right, Zippy? Start talking now! First of all, the name's not Zippy. As a matter of fact, I don't believe I've ever met another bot named Zippy. So one can only assume that you came up with Zippy in reference to my speed, which may be technically accurate, but lacks a certain creativity. <laughs> More to the point, the name's Blur. I'm an Autobot intelligence agent sent to this planet by the Elite Guard to keep an eye on Optimus Prime and his crew as well as monitor Decepticon activity. And you, my friend, have just blown a decacycle of covert surveillance designed to uncover Megatron's plot to conquer Cybertron. Everything was going according to plan when I intercepted a communication between the Decepticon leader and an unknown double agent. They were in the midst of plotting the abduction of an unsuspecting Autobot, which now, from the status of the current ground situation, appears to have been successful. Got that so far? Uh. Then later you kind of get uh, Cheetor in the mix. So, but yeah, I, I really like the, the character overall, and he's had a lot of uh, exposure over the, the many, many moons of, of Transformers. Absolutely. Mike, any last words on Blur? I still say Blur and Animated is still alive. I don't nope. care if Cliff Jumper accidentally threw him into the incinerator. I still think he's still alive. Uh, I will say that Blur's best moments outside of the movie in G1 and uh, his whole adventure with Wheelie in Season 3 a couple of times is Blur the Bartender from IDW. <laughs> <laughs> Like you're, said, you're, get, amen to that one. Yeah. They've gotten creative with him, that's for sure. I well, I I I just have to read this because just so everybody knows, and it's it's so fun. Following the defeat of the Necro Titan, Blur boarded the Return Lost Light to check out its own bar swerves. He didn't recognize the owner. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, from one so Autobot fun. car to another, let's see which one's coming in next. Me, Grimlock, say in time for 39! So today we've had Sideswipe, Hound, Blur, and now we get another Autobot car from G1. We're going with one of my personal favorites, Mirage, here at 39. I had Mirage at 29, so 10 spots higher, but still would have been in today's episode. Mirage was always one of my favorites from G1. Just loved what he could do, loved what they could do with that character. I loved the toy, so much so that I played with it until it broke in half. Um, (laughs) So... My Mirage is uh, needing some medical attention, but um, I still love Mirage, uh, so I'm very happy that he's in here in the top 50. It reminds me a lot about Hound. I kind of have those two in similar um, places. I had them one spot ranked apart. I had 128th and 129th. So, uh, Mike, what do you think of Mirage being here at number 39? Now, that's the smartest thing you've said all day. I love this. I think it's awesome. And sadly, the TF Wiki does not have a not to confuse not to be confused with section for him. So I will say not to be confused with the Silverhawk ship. Um, <laughs> but I love Mirage. I love him in G1. I I absolutely love how they did his, his stuff in Siege and Earthrise, how he did his cloaking. As, oh, yeah. I, I remember when they... Because again, <clears throat> Netflix is sometimes slow to do things, but... When Hasbro released the toys, everybody was going crazy over, I think it was the Siege Mirage, because he had a Decepticon logo on. Everybody was going nuts. Oh, my God, they made Mirage a Decepticon. We should riot like stupid fans that we are kind of thing. And it's Mirage. Between him and Hound, they always use Illusion. And again, not necessarily to bring in another franchise, but as we all know, Illusion is the ultimate weapon. 
We've had, Mirage has been around forever and popped up oh, in just about yeah. everything from G1, Marvel Comics, IDW Comics, Beast Machines. <laughs> there's a character named Mirage. Uh, Robots in Disguise, Armada, Energon, uh, the live action movie, um, animated, the Align continuity, obviously, like we were talking about here with the Warford uh, Cybertron trilogy. So Mirage is a constant uh, character that they go to to bring, up, bring along with whatever series they seem to be doing. Steve, is uh, Mirage Top 50 worthy in your mind? Oh, I, I definitely think so. He's he's done so much, you know, even the first episode of the show. I mean, he managed to pull one over on the Decepticon. So it's every, everywhere you look about it. I, I think he's a very uh, important part of the Autobot army. Yeah, absolutely. 13 of the 20 rankers had him in the top 50. Um, six of them, today's episode, six of them uh, would be in the top 25. Seven of them would be in the top 50. Um, Lady Rec, what do you think of Mirage? I didn't have him on my list, sadly, but that doesn't mean that I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. There's only so many numbers you can rank. So Exactly. But when I was also filling this in, I was like, okay, you get your first top 25 for sure. And then everything after that is like, oh my gosh, then you realize just how many characters you really like and where you yep. want to put them. And mm-hmm. yes, there's sadly going to be some that do not make the list. So this that's he was one of them. Absolutely. All right, that's a lot of G1 characters in a row. What's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven G1 characters in a row. Let's see if that streak continues next. Beast Horse Megatron at 38. I will kill you, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) So should we we not do this next one? (laughs) Well, well, well. I bet you thought this would be me. But it's not. No. Give me number 38. Yes. All right, coming up next, we are going to the world of not G1. We're going to the world of Beast Wars. All right, so for 38, we already had one Beast Wars character, but that was a maximal at 48, which was Rhinox. Ten spots later at 38, let's have our first Predacon for the day. We are going to the character named Waspinator. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wisebenator is in command. Wisebenator will lead. Yes. 
give a record of the future. Ultimate power. That was a Decepticon from the Great Wars three centuries ago. He's Wacko. Wacko? No! Wanko! Wanko the same! The royalty demands a new colony, and we shall take it by force. Yahoo! Now you're talking! <laughs> How's about it, bug boy? You ready to rip? <laughs> no. What? But the royalty commands! I said no! Dragonbot command you! Subcommander Kissbot! Dragonbot not command Wallsbenator! Not anymore! Wallsbenator sick of being evil! Sick of being Predacon! Wallsbenator especially sick of getting blown to scrap all the time! So, Wallsbenator quit! As of now, which means Antbot and Two Heads can just pucker their mandibles and plant big, wet, juicy one right here on Wasbinator's big, fat, stripey. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So Waspinator here at number 38 um, on 17 lists. So a little less than what we've seen um, for most of the last like eight or so characters. But a lot of people had him ranked very high. We had a some of that had him ranked five, um, nine, 12, 14, 15, 15, 17, 21, 23, 24. So those were all people that would have had him in the next episode. Um, and then about four more people that would have had him in today's episode. The problem, like we've talked about, Steve, is just not enough people ranking him. So he does not make the top 25. He sits here at 38. What are your thoughts? Why nobody left Waspinator? <laughs> Um, I had him listed at number 12. Uh, it's, it's a little sad cause he did manage to somehow make it back to Cybertron to become Thrustinator. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although we don't know, and I don't think he was launched by a coconut tree. Um, <laughs> he, he had to have been, you know, put something together and come back. But anyways, I don't know. He was the character that was supposed to realistically die in the series and they thought it would be funny to just keep blowing him up and rebuilding him. And somehow he's the only one that doesn't die when he gets blown to shreds. Um, cause I mean, you look at what happened to Tarantulas in his last foray and he was blown to itty bitty pieces and Waspinator has been blown to itty bitty pieces. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think that he was definitely like top 25 worthy at least, but mm-hmm. I, I feel confident and happy that he at least made the top 50. Absolutely. So that's eight Beast Wars characters so far, and two, I believe, uh, yeah, eight, and that's two here in the top 50. Um, Lady Rec, you said you didn't uh, vote for a lot of Beast Wars characters, but was Waspinator maybe one that snuck in for you, or no? Oh, yeah, he was in there. He's done some fun things in, in IDW land, and sadly, his his shtick is the whole, somebody always blows him up, and right. he says the same thing. It's great. I love his nice. character. It's great. <laughs> Mike, what do you think of Waspinator? <laughs> <laughs> it it's just words. 
It's so, (laughs) it's just so funny because I have like, I have heard so much Waspinator audio and getting various clips for this and for other things we may do in the future here on the network. And because Waspinator has some of the greatest lines. Waspinator, no, I am Decepticon shrapnel, 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 shrapnel. Like, Decepticon yeah. here. Ow, 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 ow. Yep. Yep. And yeah, it's absolutely. I think he deserves to be a little higher, but I'm glad he's here. I was with you, Steve. You said you had him ranked 12th on your list. I had him ranked 15th. So I, I think he was one of the ones that was deserving of the top 25 from that I mean, series. If nothing else, you remember Waspinator and his antics in the episode. Oh, yeah. Even even if the rest of them, like Scorponok and Pterosaur ultimately are forgettable, which is why they mm. killed them. Uh, Waspinator was not. And that's why he resonated and stayed and Almost was the only competent second command that Megatron had after the fact, even though he was an idiot too. Um, but then, but he was just so enjoyable to watch on screen. A lot of fun. Yeah, and that's why he started off this episode with the quote that he has. So well, There we go. All right, well, it's time for us to pay the bills, so we're going to take a quick break and uh, let some people pimp out their shows and stuff. So we will be back with the second half of the characters right after this. Hey all, P.R. here, inviting you to come over and check out my channel on YouTube. It's just youtube.com slash P.R., P-E-A-U-G-H. We got Transformers, uh, for the most part. We got some action figures. Whatever we really strikes my fancy and looks cool and uh, feel like checking out. So come over here. We got some tabletop gaming now over there. But uh, just a lot of fun. Uh, thank you all for watching. I hope uh, everybody's having a great time. And uh, just come over and have some fun. YouTube.com slash PR. Thanks. Discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the Triple Takeover Toycast. Hosted by toy writers and photographers Toybox Soapbox, 60, and TF Square One, this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage Transformers to Mask, Diaclone, Microman, and more, be it nostalgic or current. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast, all are welcome. Triple Takeover Toycast. What was that universal greeting again? Never mind, I remember. Ba weep, grana, weep, ninibong. Hey guys, it's Rodimus Primal, and be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Join me as I have Transformers discussions, retrospectives, toy reviews, and more. You can also follow me on Twitter at Rodimus Primal, as well as Facebook and Instagram at Rodimus Primal Show. Transform and roll out, and be sure to check out my content till all are one. Last big party of the summer, folks. Let's go out with a bang. Hey gamers, TV's Mr. Neil here. The Gaming Hipster is my personal podcast in which I take you on a journey through my history of gaming, both new and old. Each month is a new topic show in which I bring you my console memories, give reviews of my favorite video games, and talk with cool guests. People have made cartridges. I've actually played Netflix on Nintendo. I was making sure that I got everything. I was writing it all down. They fixed that for the third fake prototype. (laughs) And that's the first time I remember seeing real animated boobs. Find the podcast at geekcastradio.com or on Spotify. You can also hear a deluxe version of The Gaming Hipster at ravinghipster.com or patreon.com slash Neal. For $2 a month, you can hear longer versions of the podcast with after-show segments and stuff too raw for the internet. You also get various topic shows, my commentary podcast, The Big Bad Movie Show, commercial-free geek cast stuff, and more. All at patreon.com slash Neal and ravinghipster.com. 
I, Starscream, have taken over Transformers Prime Time. Call me Lord. No, Starscream, we will not call you Lord, but we will announce that the GCRN is bringing everyone Transformers Prime Time. That's right, before we get into the TFG1 Redone, we enter the Prime Universe. Join your hosts, TFG1 Mike, Steve Megatron, Optimus Solo, and Pecan Court Michael as they cover all 65 episodes of Transformers Prime, the comics, the toys, and more. We will also have a commentary on Predacons Rising, interviews with writers, voice actors, and more. All in the latest Transformers review podcast from the GeekCast Radio Network, you can find TF Primetime on iTunes and www.geekcastradio.com. And remember, one shall stand and one shall fall. All right, we're starting the second half here with our number 37 pick, and we're going into a territory that we have not been before. So this is a type of character that has not shown up on the countdown yet. Mm-hmm. Mike, any type of guess of a, of a specific type of character that we haven't had yet? Put you on the spot, mm-hmm. and it's almost impossible to come up with. Shattered glass. Nope, we are actually going to come up with our first... And you might not realize that it is the first, but I, unless I missed one, we have not had a triple changer up until this point. Mm-hmm. So this nope. would be the first triple changer on the list. Maybe the only triple changer. We'll have to wait and see. Number 37 is the Decepticon Astro Train. So we Way are talking too low. Okay, Mike, go ahead and take over. Way too damn low. Astro Train, you know, he got them out of there. He saved the day. <laughs> Jettison some weight, or I'll never make it to Cybertron. Come on. Come on. Well, what has he done since then? <laughs> He's shown up in Cyberverse. True. <laughs> he was still hauling everybody's ass everywhere. It says, he was an, for. It says he was an animated. Was he an animated? Well, briefly. I think he was. Yeah. Is it, also, Mike, your favorite been, is, says he was in Dark of the Moon. Hasn't he been in War for Cybertron? Mm, no. Yes. 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 yes, yes. <laughs> Wait, he has. has he? Yes. Yes. Think yeah, that's like, right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 Show, yes. <laughs> I don't remember. He was um, not really in it. Yeah, I mean, it's list him as being an animated, but he wasn't really. I mean, he was mentioned, <laughs> I think, in one episode. That's it. So yeah, I, I love count. TF Wiki's uh, quote underneath him: <laughs> "Choo choo rocket." <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the way not to be confused with Astroscope. Which was a Minicon team satellite in the Unicron <laughs> trilogy, not to be confused with Quintessa or Space Warp. Where are they getting these? I don't know. The, well, there is the Japanese uh, market, so oh, okay, yeah. that might um, be. But but he's also in. Uh, uh, he was he was technically in Master Force too, but he goes all the way through Headmasters. Oh, okay. All right, all right. So, um, Mike, you think he should be higher? I know it's it's hard when we do top 100 countdown because everybody says higher or lower, and I never know which direction they're talking about because I don't. Do when well I say with that. higher, I mean it needs to be closer to the one. <laughs> yeah, closer to number okay. one. Yeah, okay. no, like the whole point of your whole system and the way we do this: 100 gets one point, number one gets a hundred points. So, right. You know, the low, the 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 higher we go in the numbers is counting down, not counting up. Uh, I had him ranked at forty six, so I'm fine with him being right here. I, yeah, I, I. Oh God, TF Wiki. So they have the picture of him crowning Starscream. The caption under it, I guess you could say it's his crowning moment. Yeah, uh, uh, not really. 
I yeah. I love Astro Train. I think he's great. I think he needed to be used a little bit more. I know he and Blitzwing had a couple of spotlight episodes in season two, and he had a few things in season three, but let's face it, his highlight is saving everybody's ass in the movie and, you know, basically saying, ah, well, they were the same guy. The most common ranking was in the 50s. Seven people had him in the 50s. Uh, Lady Rec, what do you think of Astro Train? Uh, I do like the character. Uh, he's done a couple memorable things over the years. I've, I've, I've liked that. I did put him in the 80s section. So okay. he did make my list. So that's good. There we go. Yeah. Steve, are you surprised that it took this long to get to a triple changer? Kind of. Uh, be, but there's really only a few that are memorable, and that's Astro Train, Springer, and uh, Blitzwing. No love for Sandstorm. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Or, or Octane. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Octane was a triple changer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, he had he had a poor way of showing it. Um, <laughs> How did he have a poor way of showing it? He's a tanker and a jet. Eh, whatever. Starscream right. still, you know. Starscream scared them so much. He's half tank, half jet at one point in Starscream's Ghost. All yeah. Right, well, Mike I and just Steve thought it was a bad animation. So. Well, Mike and Steve settle this outside. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if those other ones that have been mentioned will show up or if they're left off. Let's see what we can reveal next. I bet you you didn't think that he would appear here, would he? It's time for number 36. All right, next up, territory that we have not been at since... Ranking number 96. So 96 was the only time that we have had a Seeker show up on the countdown until now. So from 96 to 36 without any Seekers, which one is next? We're going with Skywarp at number 36. On 22 lists, all the way up at 6th for Tyler Blazinski. Um, uh, average ranking of 40. He comes in here at 36. Um, Steve, we had Thrust at 96, and now Skywarp at 36. What do you think? I think it's well-deserving. I mean, I, I liked... Honestly, I liked Skywarp a little bit more than Thundercracker, um, but I... Uh, I like the fact that he could teleport. Yeah. Watch it, you metallic mini meatball, or I'll step on you. But a frenzy geek works made for a geek like you. But uh, but also, yeah. I mean, he's one of the the main three seekers, and although he becomes one of the uh, Cyclonus's armada, mm-hmm. um, he becomes Cyclonus. Yeah. Either way. No, it's oh, factual God, it. by by Flint Dilly. <laughs> But, but well, Thundercracker's Scourge, so <laughs> they become important. Um, Finally. Yeah, it's, it's funny that they, they get to outlast Starscream, though, um, and <laughs> basically get completely reprogrammed to not be cowardly fools. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty happy that he shows up here. Mike, I, another, I another character that uh, apparently shows up in the live-action film series, I guess. Um, and also a Maximal Eagle in Beast Wars 2. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, what do you think of Skywarp? I, I think it's pretty cowardly. He's not higher. Okay, then. You should have um, ranked him higher, then. Well, yeah, I know. Uh, oh, my but it's, yeah, Of course it is. It always is. Anyway, 
Yeah, it, it's funny we were talking about cowardly because over in animated he was the coward Starscream clone. I thought that was funny how they did that in animated. No, I always loved Skywarp. I always preferred him over the other two. Uh, I never really wanted a G1 Starscream as a kid. I always wanted Skywarp and Thundercracker more than Starscream. Those were the two that I always didn't have with Skywarp and Thundercracker. I have them both now, but they were yeah. two that I'd never had growing up. I always had all the secondary ones. I had like Ramjet and Dirge and Thrust and Starscream, of course, but I never had Skywarp and Thundercracker. I don't know what they were trying to traumatize me, I guess, as a child. No, I'm just kidding. Um, let's see. We had eight people that would have had him in the next episode. Eight people had him in the top 25. Um, Lady Rec, what do you think of the Seeker representation so far with Thrust and Skywarp? I gotta admit a little bit of blame here for him being so low, but when you were about to say the number, I said, oh, I bet it's Skywarp in my head, and I was right. <laughs> didn't my, my list. I, I, I gave more luck to the other two. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Alright, next up, we're gonna reveal a character that four people had in their top ten. The kid was tough. He went out fighting. It's time for number 35. All right, four people had this character in their top ten, and it is at least two out of the people that are on the record, possibly three of us, but I know two of us had him in the top ten, so we'll see what the reactions are here. Um, It's been two picks since we had a Beast Wars character, so let's get back to Beast Wars. Number 35, Cheetor. I had Cheetor at eighth. Mike, you had him at second. Oh, yeah. Easily. So you go first. Hey, look at me! I'm a cheetah! No, no, I'm Cheetor! Hmm, interesting. Interesting? Optimus, the word is spot on smooth. (laughs) It's a crime. Hey, I wonder what these gizmos are for. Time to shred some bread. What do you say we give these new bods a test drive? I am transformed. So the reason why Cheetor made number two for me was because Cheetor is in Beast Wars throughout Beast Wars and Beast Machines, and I think we are kind of severely discounting Beast Machines at certain times in this thing, but whatever. Cheetor has a full arc from the beginning to the end. In the very first episode of Beast Wars, he's kind of like this preteen. By the time we get to his spotlight, Feral Scream 2-parter, he becomes a teenager. And by the time we get to Beast Machines, he's pretty much a young adult. He has this whole aging process throughout the cartoon. And what I loved about that was not only is it character development in James Corlett, slightly modified the voice as he went along to show you that this character is growing up throughout these cartoons. And I think I I'll have to get the quote later, but one of my favorite quotes is actually from beast machines. Let's give these new bods a test drive. Absolutely love that. Cause I love the inflection and I love that eventually essentially Cheetor is the hot rod slash Rodimus of, of the beast era. He's that kind of. Say that again. 
No, no, no. He, so I'm serious. He is that. Ki- he's that kind of character. He's that character that grows up and eventually is supposed to be the leader of the Autobots or Maximals. I think it's interesting that we do see a jump here because the highest uh, number of lists that we've seen a Beast Wars character on was 17, and now we're, that was both uh, Rhinox and Waspinator. Cheetor is up to 20, so there was three more people that apparently wanted to list Cheetor that did not list Waspinator or Rhinox if it worked out that way. So a few more people listing Cheetor as a character. Steve, I don't remember where you had him, but what do you feel about Cheetor coming in at 35? Well, I had him at number eighteen, uh, mostly because I don't, I don't think he's exactly top ten material, but mm-hmm. I, I definitely think that he is top twenty-five. So I have him there, and yes, he does evolve through the Beast era and changes bodies as much as Optimus Primal and Megatron. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's basically Hot Rod in mm-hmm. in. Uh, Beast Wars. I mean, he starts off kind of, you know, more like Bumblebee and Hot Rod kind of mixed and then kind of more like Hot Shot and, and Hot Rod and then, you know, kind of a little bit, uh, a little bit of his own. Uh, but he also showed up in Cyberverse, which is, I think, partially why he's showing up where he is, is because people got a re-exposure to the character through that show. And honestly, it wasn't that bad in it. Could be. Absolutely could yeah, be. Yeah, we did. That was great. Lady Rec, did you have Cheetor on your list? I didn't. There was only a handful of Beast Wars characters that made it on my list, and he wasn't one of them, unfortunately. But Wait. that's okay, because I still love him. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you said you wanted him to be in your top 25. He missed it by 10 spots to be in the overall top 25, so just <laughs> missed it. All right, let's see where we go next. It's time for number 34. Next up, we're going to one of those big, huge guys again. Um, Let's take it all the way up to Omega Supreme for number 34. So a lot of big characters today here with Overlord, Fortress Maximus, now Omega Supreme, um, as highly ranked as number eight. And all over the board, probably the most common uh, rankings was in the 30s, which is where he shows up here, 34. Go back to you, Mike. What do you feel about Omega Supreme? And if we have this in the right order, we went Metroplex, then Fortress Maximus, and then Omega Supreme. I want to know about it. Order received. Omega Supreme, I am yours to command. I am your pupil, your dependent, your obedient servant. I am Ratchet. I am your friend. Personally, I would have switched uh, Metroplex and, and Fortress Max, but having Omega here is really cool. He's been in a lot of stuff, and... <laughs> Sadly, they could never really get his origin truly straight in the original cartoon. My favorite, though, is just like with the Constructicons, is the origin that was told in that episode about them being friends with him and them eventually getting turned into Decepticons and yada, yada, yada. I just think that's cool that he is kind of the last Cybertronian city, even though in the original cartoon he was on Earth for the most part. And the I just I love when, when he shows up because you always know that something is going to happen because he is one of 
the last guardian robots. He's part of that line. That's like, right. Like he's not a bot, but he's right before the war. He's, he's part of that peaceful time before the war. And then he gets thrown into it. And I just love what they've been able to do with him throughout the years. I mean, the fact that they turned him into the ship in animated was really cool. Uh, when he shows up in the games, I love that. That That's always cool. I always felt it was... I know what we said when we were talking about Metroplex and Trypticon that it always was those two. The fact that Trypticon and Omega Supreme show up in, I think it's... Is it War or Fall? I think it's War for Cybertron. Uh, you know, that they have those two kind of in there. And I was like, oh, I would kind of like to see a battle between Omega Supreme and, and, and Trypticon. That would be cool. He was always one of the toys that I wanted as a kid, but I did not have. I had Metroplex, and I love Metroplex, but I always wanted Omega Supreme, too. Um, Steve, what do you think of Omega Supreme coming in here at the 34 spot? Funny enough, I had him listed at 34. Hmm. Um, Actually, three people did. It's crazy. Um, I, I think he's definitely worth it. I, I love the character, uh, not only because he's just got this big, booming voice, and it's, I mean, it's Jack Angel, too, but... Um, I, I love the concept that that he's this this rail car system with a rocket, and then he uh, becomes this giant juggernaut robot. And it's a uh, crazy transformation in the animated sequence. Oh yeah, like, and, and there's things that are just he's he's a parts former for sure. Right. Um, and then he's he's an Energon, uh, voiced by Scott McNeil, uh, and and basically helps Prime and combines with him at a certain point. And then he's in an animated. Um, as the Ark, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and voiced by you know multiple people throughout the, the oh seasons. man, it, it's amazing what they did with him in animated for voice actors in season two. He's Kevin Michael Richardson in season three. Phil Lamar, yeah, and so it's it's funny on that. And then I I love seeing him in the War for Cybertron game. That that just icing on the cake. But I think I I think man. people love him because he's such a a strong bot. He's that last line of defense. He's got, you know, the, the shuttle mode and the, the robot and the kind of artillery tank, uh, set up. And then uh, just the colors and the design. I had him just sneaking in the top 50. I had him at 49. Um, but I'm happy with where he's at lady rec. What do you think is a good placement for Omega Supreme? I think that's a good spot for him. I didn't, I rank, I ranked him a little bit lower, but he was definitely on my list and, you're right. The game was fun playing, uh, seeing him in, in that he's, he's done the rounds. Like he's been there. Like just as you're, you know, naming off the st- things that he's been in, it's like, Oh, that's right. He was in that. Oh, that's right. He was in that too. I was like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's a good spot for him. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So, so far each episode we've revealed a number one on somebody's list. So the first episode we had, um, Transformers reanimated's number one pick power glide fall. In the second episode, we had Pia's number one pick, Snarl Fall. We're going to have somebody else's number one pick fall next. <laughs> it's time for number 33. The, the interesting part about this is the number one that's falling next is on one of our lists. So let's go to number 33, our second triple changer of the list lady rec you start us out because this is springer awesome (laughs) i was Uh, kind of uh, hoping to get a little bit higher but i'm okay with this (laughs) it's rough out there kid 
I am so happy that you had him ranked number one. When when your list came in and you had Springer number one, I was ecstatic because I didn't know how much love Springer would get. I've always been a huge Springer fan, and I wanted him on the list so badly just to piss off Mike. Um, <laughs> but I also I had him ranked number thirty, and he came in here at number thirty three. But I was I was happy with the amount of love he had because. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people had him in the top thirty. Um, he was on twenty-five lists, which is the most in the countdown so far. So we have not seen anybody appear on more lists than what we've seen with Springer right here. So I am happy. Let's go to Steve next, so Mike can end with the negativity. Steve, what do you think about Springer being right here? I got better things to do tonight than die. I don't have a problem with him, honestly. I, I I don't dislike the character. He's not my favorite by any means, but I, I don't dislike him. And I think it's kind of cool that he got to lead the Wreckers and basically was, you know, second in command of the Autobots, whether it happened or not. Hmm. Um, but he was also in, you know, in animated um, as one of the, the cyber ninjas. He's, um, he's one of the few that... Um, have have gotten multiple rounds. I mean, he was in the war for Cybertron as well too. Um game and uh but yeah, I mean I I love the fact that he's a triple changer. I like that he's um voiced by Neil Ross who we got to talk to a few years ago. Um right. and he's got the helicopter in the car mode. Um the, I, it, out of those like he's he's pretty well rounded. I I find TF Wiki to be funny again. Not to be confused with uh, Hopper, Springarm. The next one's interesting, though. Not to be confused with Bulkhead, who is an homage to G1 Springer and shares his Japanese name with him. I did not know that. Um, Yeah, yeah, this is one of those ones that I actually... I had the toy, but I loved the cartoon version much better than the toy. The toy is kind of weak, but I liked him in the actual animated version, and I know he has had um, quite a bit of life, obviously, in the IDW stuff, which I need to read. But go ahead, Mike. Tell us why Springer is not deserving. First of all, there's only one version of Springer that's not deserving, and that's the cartoon version because he's a homewrecker. Oh, stop. Second of all, <laughs> second of all. Is that a mute button? Uh-huh. Second of all, in IDW as the leader of the Wreckers, was it when we was it, I know it wasn't when we did Last Stand. I think it was when we either did Sins or what was the third one, Amy? Requiem. Did we ever do Requiem? I don't know if we did. I Requiem. don't remember. If, uh, I don't think we did. I, so basically, <clears throat> there's a Wrecker trilogy that Nick Roche wrote and and drew and and everything else in the idw continuity it's last stand of the wreckers sins of the wreckers and requiem of the wreckers and with one of those i actually it was like right around the time we were going to interview neil ross because i think we've interviewed him twice anyway i sent several of the idw lines that nick roche wrote to him to have him voice the character for us for that comic episode. And I'm sure I'll fit them somewhere around here, somewhere. Turn up and shoot. About as fancy as it gets with us wreckers. You want to spend all day calculating tolerable margins of error? Call Prowl. For those of you that don't know this, here on my right, Twin Twist and Cup. On the left, a Perceptor and Topspin. My name's Springer. And I'm in charge. 
I just absolutely love being able to sometimes go to the voice actors if we're getting an interview with them and saying, hey, would you mind just doing this for us really quick so we can homage this part of it? And hearing Neil's, because Neil obviously is one of the only ones that ever did Springer, hearing G1 Springer do the IDW lines was so awesome. As far as having him where he is, I think this is perfect. Excellent. As long as Rodimus shows up further down the line. We'll see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so let's go to uh, a territory we haven't been to for a while with our next one. Well, 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 Megatron. I'll be leader next. It's time for number 32. So when it came to the mini vehicles, if you listened to the first episode, you probably thought we were going to have a thousand of them. Because in the first episode, we gave you Swerve, Warpath, Power Glide, Brawn. We had a bunch of them. And then the second episode came, and we gave you Beachcomber. And that was it. And that was at number 73, and we have not had another one until number 32. So that is 41 picks without a mini vehicle. We get that right here with number 32, the one and only, my favorite mini vehicle, Cliff Jumper. Cliff Jumper, commence countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. I want to boot some Decepticon right in his turbocharger. Easy, Cliff Jumper. So Cliff Jumper here at 32. This was my first favorite Transformers character. When I was little, this was the first one I gravitated towards. I wanted Cliff Jumper to get the time that I eventually saw Bumblebee get. I was like, no, why aren't we doing more with the red one? Um, get away from the yellow one. But uh, I had Cliff Jumper ranked at 27. He comes in here at 32. So that's not far off. And actually, a lot of people 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 people had him between 17 and 32. Um, and then everybody else had him in the 30s and 40s. Like nobody had him lower than 65. <laughs> so two people in the 60s, one in the 50s, and then everything else is basically 40s, 30s, and 20s. Um, on 22 list, I love Cliff Jumper. I'm happy he's here. Mike, what do you think? Well, I want to say this now. Since you love Cliff Jumper, I do. I do have a comic book story you can read that you don't need to read everything with. It is a is this a drinking? Are we doing a drinking no, game? No, where no, every time Mike suggests no. Mike a comic to me. Somebody well, has to because do that. you know what? Hey, you need to read the. I seriously, you need to read some of the IDW you stuff. You, you do. do. It, it's agree. really, really good. So anyway, I think I've read this one. We we covered it, remember? Yeah. Issues five and six of Galaxies. So basically, issues five and six of Transformers Galaxies, which was a one-shot kind of thing. There's a two-part story that involves Cliff Jumper. You don't necessarily need to know everything, but it's basically Cliff Jumper feeling like he needs to find himself. And everybody in the in this, not to spoil it for you, Kevin, but everybody in this story is like Oh, it's Bumblebee. Oh, it's Red Button. And he, he's trying to come to terms with who he is kind of thing. And at the end of it, he kind of knows who he is. So I'll send this to you later. But it's one of those things where it is very cool that he is here. And may the man rest in peace. It's been seven, seven damn years since Casey Kasem died. If there is one voice in the entire cartoon... Besides Optimus Mega, you know, 
if there's one other voice that you always remember, it's always Cliff Jumper, whether he's counting down things in the movie, whether he's got Megatron in his viewfinder, it doesn't matter what it is. Casey Kasem as Cliff Jumper, you can never forget it. I'm sure all 22 people that ranked him ranked him because of the Minicon pickup truck partner to Cheetor that appeared in Armada. Um, what? No, I ranked it because he was the rock <laughs> in Transformers Prime. Yeah, <laughs> that too. He was awesome in Prime. I didn't realize he was even in Armada. I just thought that was a funny line. Pickup truck partner to Cheetor. Um, also in Energon. Also arguably the dead Autobot car from the live action film series. Um, in Animated, in Prime, in Cyberverse. Uh, Lady Rec, what do you think about Cliff Jumper? I love him. He's great. Definitely I think he was one of those that... On this one. <laughs> yeah, he was one of those that kind of got a, another surge when Prime and all that came out with the, with that character. I thought that yeah, was cool. Yeah, but he's, he's been around. Like, oh, yeah. He was even in the in the Fall of Cybertron game. So one of my favorite levels was with, between him and Jazz. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was fun. It was awesome. It's like, that is what I expect Autobots to be like right there. <laughs> Just hanging out, shooting the breeze, trying to get a job done, get trying the mission finished. And they're like, you know... Picking at each other, it's great. <laughs> Steve, I like, huh? yeah, I, I like Cliff Jumper being here. Yeah, that's good. I I, lo- I really like the Generation One character a lot. I I didn't really care for him as much in some of the other renditions, but the kind of cocky nature and the the kind of you know gung ho, ready to go um, uh, part that he had in the aligned with with the Rock playing him, it definitely kind of fit with that that vibe of the G One version. And I, I'm glad that he's here uh, to represent from Absolutely. Generation One. You can get out from underneath the bumblebee shadow. Yep. All right. So we, we, we've seen enough of that over the last 20 years. Right. 40 years. Yeah. So we had three Beast Wars characters in the first episode, three Beast Wars characters in the second episode. We've revealed <laughs> three so far today and we'll break the <laughs> we'll break the threes. We will get our fourth next. Boo. Well, 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 let's hear 31 Starscream. All right, 31, going back to the world of Beast Wars. Three people, including myself, had this character ranked at seven. Um, And a lot of people had him in the top 25. That'd be three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven people had him ranked in the top 25. I don't know why I keep saying him. It's a her. It's Black Arachnia. Mm. So Black Arachnia here at 31 also did appear, obviously, in Animated. We're about to have company. (laughs) Sorry, chump star, but I like being a bad girl. And you know something else? Somewhere deep beneath this squeaky clean armor plating of yours, I think you'd like it too. Black Arachnia. And wipe our homeland clean of the stench of Autobot tyranny. Bloody blah blah blah. You wouldn't hurt a helpless female bot. Now would you boys? Most people had her ranked in the top 50. There was um, three people that had her 59 to 64. Otherwise, basically the whole rest of the people had her in the top 50. A lot of people, like I said, in the top 25. Lady Wreck, I heard you react first. So what are your thoughts on Black Arachnia? So I'm glad because it's a female, of course. Yes. I, um, I, I was pretty much all I did on my, my list was wreckers and, and the underappreciated females and underdogs that I thought 
really needed to be up on that list. Right. <laughs> and brought black arachnia did make my list. So yeah, she was one of the, the few beast wars characters that I put in there. So nice. yeah, absolutely. I'm happy with it. Yep. Steve, you were thinking maybe some other characters does black arachnia surprise you or what are your thoughts? Uh, no, I definitely had her in my top 25. Um, I had her actually listed at 16 because there's so many uh, awesome arcs that she has in Beast Wars mm-hmm. where you really don't know what side of the line she's riding. And it's definitely very like personal to her character. But uh, what it, what I enjoy about it is that she just it's, it's self-interest, self-preservation as far as her character is concerned. And I, I definitely think that she's very... Um, deserving of this having been through the entire beast era and one of the few um female characters to get more time of day than what Ares are unfortunately got so yeah I, I definitely think she's she's worth being in this list it's funny because i hate spiders so much yet tarantulas oh, I, and i'm black right there Ragnia. with you <laughs> I, I, but black tarantulas and black Ragnia are so good oh, i know I am, I am extremely arachnophobic, but um, but Black so Rackney and Tarantulas are so good as characters. They have so like that's why I rank them so high. I think I had them both in my top ten. Was just because of the complexity of their characters. Like it's so much more than just the the cardboard character that has no depth. Like they gave these two characters so much complexity oh, yeah. in the writing. So that's why I had her in my actual top ten. I thought she had a chance of being in the top twenty five. She misses it by like five spots, but I'm not gonna be too angry. Mike, what do you think? Oh, I love it. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I love and, that they had, you know, they they did all the stuff with her. I love what they did with her in animated. That was awesome. But basically beast wars, black arachnia. So good. And that makes her the 10th beast wars character in the countdown. So, all right, let's see what we have next. (laughs) Let's hear number 30. Yes. We are now entering top 30 territory. So that means we only have a few picks left today. Five to go through. And we're going to start by going back to G1 and another Autobot car. This time, we're talking about Cup. Of all the second glitch diode blowing dim wittery, you left a piece out. So Cup is number 30. Uh, DJ Valentine had this character ranked the highest, which was fourth. Um, two people had him in the top 10, about six or seven people had him in the top 20. Uh, everybody else had him in the thirties and forties. Nobody, let's see, the lowest ranked was 73rd and 86th. Um, so 23 people wanted cup on the top 100. Steve, what do you think? Uh, being that I ranked him at number 28, uh, I'm pretty (laughs) close there. Uh, I, I'm pretty happy about it. I, I really like the character. I like the the gruff personality, the the almost grandpa you know vibe that you get from him. And I know that mm-hmm. he's in Cyberverse too, but to me, it's Generation One all the way. And I know he's he's had a lot of influence in the comics, whether IDW or Marvel or um, right. aspects of that. Um, but the the fact that he's he's that character that tells all these old war stories, and that he has all these things that he can relate a story to, or um, just that I just love the the characters just right in a lot of ways like you know the sarcasm and the yeah you little punk um and like it just reminds me of my grandparents to be honest so it's 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 so fun to to listen to him in the show and and see him uh, play out in any of the any of the mediums honestly 
It's interesting. You know, he comes in here at 30. Steve, you said you had him at 28. I had him at 32. So we were both two off in different directions. I think for me, what Cup represents is one of the rare times that Transformers has actually been able to do a good job distinguishing age in Mm -hmm. the characters Mm -hmm. because so many times everybody seems to be about the same age. Now, I get it. There's some that come across a little bit younger, etc. But we don't get a lot outside of, obviously, you have Alpha Trion that comes without saying that he's going to come across as being an older character. But within, like, just the rest of them, like, comes (laughs) one of the best examples of them really defining age within the characters, not just having kind of this gray area where everybody seems to be about the same age. So I really appreciated that about Cup. Mike, what do you think? I've had worse than this. I've been spiked by Squadron X, dipped in the smelting pool, framed for treason, shot into the sun, and I was the only bot still trapped inside the nightmare engine. When everyone else woke up, I've seen off every rinky-dink two-bit catch-penny Decepticon rust poker, and I got the dents in my knuckles to prove it. End of the day, I'm ready for anything you can throw at me. <laughs> this has been a reading by TFG One Mike. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and that is from Burning Bright, which was part of Chapter 8 of Dark Cybertron in IDW. Look. Nice. Every line that he says in the cartoon, everything he does in the movie, because really he was in the movie and then in parts of season three. Uh, but again, w- lately, over the last, I would say, five years, I five years or more, I have felt that. Sometimes certain characters get to shine more in comics than they do in animation. And Cup is most definitely one of those. Yes, he has some great moments in the movie and everything. And that's awesome. I love him in the movie. I wish Lionel Stander was still here. Sadly, he's not. But, man, I'm so glad he is on this count. If Cup wasn't on this countdown, everybody would be... Up in arms. Everybody would be (laughs) lambasting us, basically. They would be calling us, you know, of all the circuit-blown-eyed, diodim-wittery. It's interesting, because for Autobot Cars, we only had two in the first episode. We had Trax and Red Alert, and that was it. Um, mm-hmm. In the second episode, we only got Sunstreaker. So we only had three cars in the that half. Today, I think we've been making up for it because we had Sideswipe, Hound, Blur, Mirage, and now Cup. So um, quite a bit of the car action here. Lady Rec, what do you think of Cup? Oh, he should absolutely be higher because I ranked him number seven. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everything that Mike said, like, amen. Amen <laughs> to the men. <laughs> So we'll have to see how many cars remain, but let's go to a different type of character next. There is no honor in number 29. So today we've had a lot of G1. We've had a handful of Beast Wars. You could say that we had, you know, a Transformers Prime representation with knockouts. Let's get a little animated representation, although he also obviously did appear in G1. Hey, guys, it only makes sense. If we're going to have triple changers today, we might as well get all three of them. So Blitzwing is next at number 29. I know there was more than three triple changers, but it's triple, so we got to have three of them. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, I'll let you go first because I know you're a huge fan of the animated version. So why Blitzwing here in the top 30? I would choose this fighter jet. No, the assault tank! Shit. Tank! Jet tank, jet tank. Why not scan balls? 
Okay, first of all, coming in at number 29, I love it. Personally, as a kid, I was always more of a fan of Astro Train than Blitzwing. However, once, because I liked Astro, Astro Train's toy was more sleek to me. It was more streamlined, and Blitzwing was this big, bulky, beige and purple thing that flipped this way and flipped that way. I loved him in the cartoon, I loved him in the movie, but what Animated did with him was so cool. They gave him three personalities for the three modes. And if any of the three personalities didn't agree on what they were doing, they would all end up mismatched. Basically, like I mentioned earlier about Octane, when Octane got scared the crap out of by Starscream's ghost. Like, there were times in Animated where you would see Blitzwing in all three modes because he couldn't decide what he was doing. He was one of the bright spots of Animated. I'll say that much. Interesting note here, he was the pre-production name for Obsidian from Beast Machines. Um, mm. So that's interesting. The movie series did something fun, kind of weird with him. It made him like a triple-changer seeker. Um, so that was an interesting take. But I, it, with Blitzwing, <laughs> it's either G1 or it's animated. Like That's mm-hmm. the two versions. So Steve, what do you think of Blitzwing being top 30? I don't mind it. I mean, I, I like his Generation 1 version, but uh, ultimately, like, I'm fine with him being on the list. I don't know if I'd put him quite this placement in the list maybe in the one of the previous episodes but yeah i mean overall not a bad option and uh people had him ranked in the top 30 so there will all obviously be in favor of this a lot of other ones had him in the 40s there was like seven people that ranked him in the 40s and two people had him right on the nose at number 29 he's also i didn't mention this but he appeared on 26 list which breaks springer's record 26 is now the highest number of lists that someone has been on so only seven people left blitzwing off like that we're getting into impressive territory there um lady wreck what do you think of blitzwing I like Blitzwing. I like Blitzwing, but I did not have him on my list, unfortunately. So yeah, I can see um, that too. Yeah, <laughs> especially with the triple changers. Like for me, it's Springer, um, and then it's probably I don't know. Astro Train and Blitzwing are kind of in the same realm for me, but I can see them being on the other half of the top fifty. I can see people leaving them off. Um, I think I his animated version is. Yeah. I think his animated version is what catapulted him higher than those other two possibly yeah i just haven't seen them for a little bit so i think that's the reason why i kind of didn't put them on there but then again i i had astro train so there we go uh, it's so hard it's one or the other everyone's got to pick, pick. Yep. yep all right we only have three picks left let's see who they are there's no power of the primes here to save you number 28 so the cassettes have gotten a lot of representation in this top 100 so far. <laughs> so let's go back to another one. It's another one of Soundwave's minions here. There's only one left, right? One Mike? major one. Steve? Ravage, yeah. Yes, it's, Ravage. Yes, this is Ravage at number 28. <laughs> What happened? Ravage. He escaped. Perfect. The rocket base is 140 kilometers due west of the Autobot camp. Excellent, Ravage! Excellent! Also on 26 list, just like Blitzwing, so only seven people left Ravage off, but nobody had Ravage ranked higher than 18. So he gets all the way up here to 28th without ever being ranked higher than 18. So a lot of people had him 18 through about 36. 
um, is the majority of people that ranked him, and then the handful of people had him in the 50s and 60s. So, Mike, let's go through it one more time, and, and I'll get your <laughs> reactions here. So that would go Frenzy. No. Nope. Oh, okay. You're Frenzy, going then Ratbat, then Laserbeak, then Rumble, and now Ravage. Did we get it right, wrong, or what do you think? Uh, Frenzy needs to be a little higher. <laughs> Between Ravage and Laserbeak, they could almost should have been one of the ties, like coming in, like because again, as I said earlier, Ravage and Laserbeak were the ones that were used the most in the beginning of the cartoon series. Uh, again, you talk, we talked about Hound this episode, that whole episode with doing Hound wanting to do the hologram, and there was only one time that Ravage ever spoke to my memory and recollection, and that was the time when he uh, was giving the report on Sherman Dam uh, yeah. in, 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 that, in that episode. Uh, but I, I just love Ravage. I think he's cool. I love how people will do, and there was actually a toy of this. I, I wish I actually had it, or I'll find a picture of it later. There was a Transformers G.I. Joe crossover action figure with the Baroness holding Ravage on a leash. And I thought that was such a good thing at the time because it makes so much sense if you're doing a Transformers G.I. Joe crossover. As far as him being where he is, I think it's good. I think if you're going to have anybody higher than Laserbeak, it would have to be Ravage because he's he's kind of the most... I don't want to say emotional, but the like every time you see Soundwave with Ravage outside of his cassette deck, he's always petting him. He's always, you know, whatever. Uh, I just got a picture of Doctor Claw petting the cat. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's it. Yes, that, that's right. And then I do have to mention before you move on, and I know Steve might mention this, but um, a couple of Decepticons were rebuilt and given amnesty. So I'll let Steve talk about Ravage and Beast Wars. Yeah, we'll get to that in one second. I had Ravage ranked. I had Ravage and Laserbeak at 83rd and 84th. Uh, Ravage higher. And then I had mm-hmm. Rumble and Frenzy uh, 33 and 34. I had them way higher. Um, but I can see Ravage. I can see Ravage over Laserbeak in a way. I just think there's more to him. Um, I think he's been used more than Laserbeak has over the years. But uh, Steve, what do you think? Uh, I definitely think that he's been used more over the years. He tends to show up a lot in Generation 1, uh, also as the same role as, as Laserbeak, just on the ground. Uh, but he's also been in a lot of other mediums. He's been in a lot of other, uh, you know, the games. He's been in the uh, he's been in the, uh, the, the live-action movie, which doesn't count. Um, he's <laughs> been in a lot of other, he's been in a lot of other animated series. Uh, but he also made it to Beast Wars, and he was upgraded into a Predacon. And what I love about his character there is that he's he's like, you're no Megatron, you know, I serve the original, and you're nothing like him. And he's like, oh, really? You know, and just shows him and basically makes Ravage his cowering uh, lackey uh, by the end of the episode. And I, I also love the fact that Ravage transforms back into a cassette mm-hmm. and drives his ship. <laughs> and, that, and that kick-ass music that comes in after he says Decepticons forever! The other thing with Ravage is that yes, we know the movie stuff doesn't technically count. However, Ravage with his purple eye was the only movie toy I ever owned because he had a purple eye. 
Nice. Lady Rec, last words on Ravage. Uh, Well-deserved. I think that he definitely, um, if you haven't had a chance to read the IDW version of Ravage, he's pretty awesome. So definitely check that out. I'm not going to spoil anything, but there are some pretty, you know, heart-wrecking moments in that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. basically Ravage just jumps on your chest and rips your heart out, essentially. Okay. Yes, well, yes, he, he he also talked and was part of the uh, Decepticon leadership in the Marvel Generation 1 universe <laughs> Yeah, way back when. All right, let's see. We only have two spots left in today's portion. Next one will be the only other character that is not on my top 100 at all, so hopefully you guys are fans. The Grimlock say it's time for 27! All right, it's been since number 42, Fortress Maximus, since we've had one that wasn't in my top 100. We're getting another one here at number 27. A lot of fans of the big, huge characters, guys, and uh, this I did make sure this is not the Beast Wars character. We're talking about the G1 slash uh, other things that he's been in since then. Number 27 is Scorponok. So, Scorponok... <laughs> the Decepticon Headmaster Titan base, whatever you want to call it. He was also in the Unicron trilogy, technically the live action film series, animated uh, robots in disguise. Um, He's been around a lot, especially a lot of the Japanese um, stuff from G1. Um, I know there was a Scorponok character in Beast Wars. This is not that one, but a lot of love for the bases, Mike. We've uh, from Trypticon to Metroplex to Fortress Maximus to Omega Supreme. Now we get Scorponok. What do you think? We basically have all the important ones. Is this the last one then? <sighs> I would hate if it was because uh, Scorpion, stupid bugs. I will say. I'm going to have to look it up, but I, for the longest time, I was I was a stupid kid, folks. I'm a stupid adult, but that's beside the point. Uh, I always thought G1 Scorponok in Rebirth, uh, Zarek, was voiced by Vincent Price. It is not. I think it's Stan Jones or something, yeah. but it, it, seriously, if you listen to that voice in the Rebirth, to me, it sounds so similar to... Uh, Vincent Price and I, I would have had Metroplex here I or Fortress Maximus I would have not had uh, I, basically I would have had any of the other city bases here than Scorponok 10 people rank Scorponok in the top 25 we're also break a milestone here we're into the 1500 point section um, so we started today at the 1000 kind of right around the 1000 um, and we're up to 1500 now so that's crazy um, Steve what do you think of Scorponok uh, yeah I mean I, I think he's deserving he's shown up in more than one capacity uh, whether it was a base or something else uh, he was in generation one he's in the headmasters uh uh, yeah, it's named after the Beast Wars character, but yeah, it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Um, then the Unicron trilogy, you give them the movie universe, and then uh, Robots in Disguise, although Energon's probably the closest he is to this. Um, and then he did show up in War for Cybertron Earthrise. Uh, That's true. Briefly as well. I believe that he's also one of the ones... Actually, Mike, you're wrong. It's not Stan Jones. It's Stephen Keener. No, it's not. I just looked it up. It's Stan Jones. It's oh. not. You guys will have to take and sort it's this out. It's on the wiki. <laughs> it's on Stan, the wiki. Stan, okay, oh yeah, Scorponok, Zarek, but Zarek was the voice of Scorponok. Yeah, well, essentially. it's his voice actor. Yeah. Anyways, 
Um, so he made it through through all of Headmasters and into Super God Master Force as well. So, yeah, definitely interesting. I think I would have put Scorponok and Fortress Maximus down on the other side of fifty and kept Omega Supreme. I would have actually put Trypticon and Metroplex up in this section instead, but mm-hmm. um, everybody's got their favorite bases, so it's kind of to each their own. Uh, Lady Rec, any thoughts on Scorponok or the base argument in general? No, no, I think he's a good... Uh, I'm I'm not really familiar with the base bases, but I did like him in the comics, so that's why I threw him in here. So, yep. Excellent. Alright, so that means there's only one more character that just misses being in the top 25. Let's see who that is. If they don't cut the cheese, it's time for number 26. Talking about missing it just by that much. Um, Number 26. Well, let's get our 11th Beast Wars character. One more Beast Wars character. Mike, calm down. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Anywhere from being ranked third all the way to being ranked 90th uh, on 23 lists. We're talking about Rat Trap right oh, here damn. at Ooh. 26. So just missing the top 25, but our 11th Beast Wars character overall. Steve, I know you're not happy because you were the one that had him ranked number three. So go ahead and react first. What? Go, go, for booting up cold. You know how I feel about lizard breath. That's some crap. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I mean, for crying out loud, he's had one of the best arcs in character types out of the entire beast wars like and and he had to evolve a little bit but i mean overall he's pretty much the same guy like a demolitions expert uh, throughout the whole thing uh and and he likes to trick the predacons but i mean for crying out loud he the the comedy between him and dinobot is mm-hmm. hilarious or really him and anybody because he right. doesn't he doesn't really care i mean i watched the trigger earlier and he you know <laughs> tripped out pterosaur and landed on his back mm-hmm. um told him more or less well oh, shove this in your hindquarters <laughs> um if you don't fly so uh, yeah i mean rat trap is probably one of the best funniest aspects of beast wars and for him to not make the top 25 is kind of sad but at least he made it and just missed it by not much Yo, string butt. got a pair of belly bombs here with your name right on them <laughs> My hero. Interesting to look at. Two people would have had him in the first episode, the the 100 through 76. Two people. One person would have had him in the next episode. And then 10 people had him in this episode. 10 people had him in the next episode. So 20 people had him in the top 50 out of the 23 people that ranked him. So um, 26, Mike, what do you think? I think it's a good spot for him considering what everything else has fallen so far. I do think he deserves to be a little higher, maybe 20 or 19. As Steve said already, what I will bring up is (laughs) the humor, not only the humor, but the seriousness and the character development that they gave to him in Beast Machines, the humor with him and Botanica, but the seriousness of that one episode where, you know, where he has to barter for weaponry, where he has to barter for weaponry. See, and I feel like they ruined his character in that show. I don't. It took all the fun out of him. Like, 
yeah, he had some elements, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think Beast Wars for him was kind of where it's at. Well, he, and then you, he you, shows up in the comic universe too a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and you're right. But here's the thing: between Beast Wars and Beast Machines, they took him from a cool ass trans metal at the end of it, and turned him into a techno organic rat that he had to adjust to things. He had to. Uh, I can say this, and I'm not trying to offend anyone because I am a handicapped person. Hell, at one point in, or another in, in the future, I may end up in a wheelchair myself. You look at Rat Trap's character design in Beast Machines, to me, it reminds me of someone stuck in a wheelchair. But he has to adapt to everything. Again, that episode where he has to go to Megatron because he wants noisemakers and everything else. His character has to work around things and relearn things. You look at that entire thing with him out of all of the beasts, he is the one that learns transforming again last out of everybody because he he's kind of like me. When he, he finds something that works, he sticks with it. And when it changes, it sucks. And I like the character less now. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, um, shut up. I'm not taking away from anything that Mike said, but I do much prefer him in Beast Wars, like Steve said. Um, I had him ranked 22nd, along with two other people. Three of us had him at 22nd, so I would have had him just on the other side of the top 25. Um, Lady Rec, what do you think about Rat Trap? I like Rat Trap, but unfortunately, he was one of those that did not mm-hmm. make my list. One of the more unique voices, too, out there um, oh, yeah. for a Transformers oh, yeah. character. We didn't get to see yeah. a lot like that, so... Um, All right. So I am going to go quickly through the 25 that have been revealed today so that you guys can have a second to gather your thoughts and any final, you know, surprises or what you thought uh, about the revelations today. So starting with number 50, we're going Sideswipe, Overlord, Rhinox, Whirl, Knockout, Hound, Laserbeak and Rumble, Fortress Maximus, Perceptor, Blur, Mirage, Waspinator, Astrotrain, Skywarp, Cheetor, Omega Supreme, Springer, Cliff Jumper, Black Arachnia, Cup, Blitzwing, Ravage, Scorponok, and Rat Trap. Mike, what are your reactions? I looking at the whole list, especially this part, it's really interesting to see how this is coming out. I was not expecting it to be this way. I like it. Uh, like I've said in this episode and in the previous ones, I think a few things should have been moved around just a little bit, like with the with the bases and that kind of stuff. Uh, but this section, I think it fell correctly. What a testament to the amount of good characters. I mean, think of all the characters that I just named off and how great they are. And they're mm-hmm. in the 26 through 50 portion. <laughs> Lady Rec, what mm-hmm. do you think? Some well-deserved. I, of course, wish Springer was a little higher. Yes. <laughs> but other than that, I, I have to agree. It's it's a good, it's 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 very well, well placed. We got to see a couple records today. Whirl, yeah, Springer, um, and then Cup. Steve. Yep, Cup. And Steve, <laughs> we got to see quite a few Beast Wars characters, more than we did in either of the other um, sections so far. So what is your reaction to what you've seen so far? I'm a little sad that they they bowed out this early, um, but I'm glad they made the top 25, <laughs> if nothing else. Uh, still a little sad that some of the ones that got knocked out the first episode weren't a little closer to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, 
I, I think I have a pretty good idea of the characters that are going to hit the top 25. Yep, this is the point of the countdown that usually gets a little bit more predictable of what's going to be at the top 25. Also, those people that are trying to like do the work at home, you can do some process of elimination and see what probably is left for the top 25. And if you have more than 25, then you risk those other people not being on the countdown at all. So that's where it becomes interesting because now it's they're either top 25 or they didn't make it. Um, Mike, another thing that we saw in the first two episodes, we got to see a little bit of a variety of... You know, we even had a few live action um, film characters that showed up, like Barricade. We had a variety of Transformers Prime and animated, and then a, quite a few people or characters actually that were mainly probably represented from the comic world. Today, it seems like we took a turn from that, um, and we, we almost went it's exclusive G1 Beast Wars back and forth, with the exception of maybe the animated Blitzwing and the Knockout. Um, Plus Overlord. Overlord. Yeah, Overlord. Yeah. Yes, but other than that, we've kind of seemed to go G1 Beast Wars. Is that what it's going to be for the rest of the countdown, or do you feel like we might have, without naming any characters, <laughs> might have some more slide in? I am hoping that some of the more unique characters, because Steve is well-versed in the Marvel stuff. I'm not. I never read it. For me, it's always been the last, you know, 13 whatever years, 14 years, 15 years for IDW. And I'm hoping that a couple of them will show up in this. And obviously, if, let's say, for example, G1 character here that started out in the cartoon also has more development in the comic, specifically to IDW for me personally, then obviously I can talk about that character's evolution like we have today. I don't know. I I I know for one thing. I know one thing. Steve is going to blow a gasket unless Megatron is not in the top ten. You're probably right. Wait and see. Another thing that will be interesting about today's episode is after it's all said and done, have we seen the last base? Have we seen the last cassette? Have we nope. seen the last triple changer? You know, those, some of those things. Have we seen the last of certain types of characters? Um, you know, as far as a thing that did not get discussed at all today which we talked about quite heavily in the other two episodes was combiners, whether it's the pieces of a combiner or the combined form. We talked about that in the last two episodes never came up today. So is that part of the countdown over as well? So it's just that type of stuff that uh, we have to start putting together as the pieces all start to, to fall into place and everything becomes pretty obvious as far as what's going to happen next. Uh, Steve, any other final thoughts before we close this thing out? I'll give you a chance. More or less, I, I'm I'm happy for for what showed up. I'm again, like I said, disappointed on some of where they placed, but um, I'm, I'm happy that they still made the list. Uh, I I have predictions, and I'll share those privately. But uh, of of the top twenty five, I think are going to be left. But I must be aware of Steve's predictions because every time Steve predicts something, it usually happens. Uh, well, I won't have them in the correct order. I will know right. who's in it. It's a fun um, game to play. I would be doing the same thing if I was him. Yeah, I, I just deleted everything from my secondary list, and yeah. I'm, I'm playing that. <laughs> I'm playing that version of it. So, so I, I have, based on the the fact that it, we're getting into the top 25, I happen to feel like I know where we're going. But, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely excited to see where we go in the last one. And whether Megatron makes the top 10 or number one or not. Um, <coughs> shut up, Mike. 
I, I hope I hope for your sake Hot Rod gets out at 25. <laughs> hey, at least know. he made the top 25. What and, if Megatron, Megatron doesn't even make the list? And Megatron will still stomp on the bones of Iron of Hot Rod. So um so anyways, I can't wait um, till we fight next time. <laughs> yes, I, I can't. Let them be fighting words. Um so yeah, I, I definitely think I, I know we'll we'll have at least a combiner. Maybe two. I, I think Unicron's gonna show up no matter what. Um unless people are just that sick of him and decide to <laughs> not put him anywhere up that high. Um but uh, there's still three Mac three uh, uh Beast Wars characters that are very prominent out of the, the remaining six or five. Um yeah, six. So we're uh we're gonna have some pretty interesting characters chosen for the next episode, I'll say. Another thing to consider, guys, is so far we have revealed uh, three participants' number one pick, one in each episode. Well, we had 33 list guys, so that means 30 number ones have yet to fall. Um, and let me tell you, they're not all on the same character. Next episode, we're going to see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different characters that were number one on somebody's list. So, so they're all uh, unique. They were not repeated. Right. So out of That's the 20, cool. out of the 25 characters, 10 of them were at least on one person's number one. So a lot of people are, are going to be reacting different, <laughs> different ways as we go through, because everyone wants their number one to be number one. It just can't happen. There's 25 spots. So yep. we're going to see how that falls. Lady rec last thoughts for today's episode in this countdown overall. May the best character win. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, Mike, we'll give you the final word and then you can take it away. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, certain beastly bots uh, be cowering fools and, and other things happen. Yes. Thank you for joining us here in the Top 100 Transformers Characters Countdown. If you'd like to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can listen to and comment on all of our other content that we've done over these last 12, 13 years, however long it's been. Send any email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Here are all the ways you can listen to us nowadays. Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, any other podcasting client you choose to use. Follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio is the network. At all things TFV3 is for all things Transformers. I am at TFG and Mike. Steve, what is your Twitter? At SCP-21. Kevin. At Optimus Solo. <clears throat> Amy. At Lady, Re- Lady of Wreck. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcast radio network. You can also check out all things Transformers and the Lady Wreck over on Facebook, even though she doesn't use it that much. Get your audio receptors ready, because in part five of this podcast series, we are going to be revealing the top 25 faces of darkness. For now, I am TFG and Mike with Steve Megatron Phillips, Optimus Solo, and Lady Wreck. We close out with the epic, the awesome, the tagline of the movie. Take it away, Mr. Victor Caroli. Beyond good, beyond evil, beyond your wildest imagination.